All right, guys, this is a episode for the married at first sight. So my little brother, surprisingly, um, watches the show with his wife. And I realized most of the content that I consume around this show is mostly women. And so I wanted to get a male's perspective on the show itself. And so my brother and I randomly recorded during both of our lunch hours and it's just us giggling and laughing but getting the um, perspective of a millennial male so I felt like he had a better pulse of what the fuck these people are going through since I'm much older than everybody else and um, so he tells me his perspective on the show as a man but also a happily married man If you just want to hear two siblings giggling about this dumb show, one of them who is around the age of the contestants, then please stay around and listen to my little brother, Jared, and I talk about Married at First Sight. Welcome to Siblings Take on Married at First Sight, where I, the divorced Gen X veteran watcher of this dumb reality show, recap, talk about it, discuss it with my little brother, who is the married millennial, not so rookie watcher anymore of the show. So we're going to deep dive into our opinions from our different perspective and talk about all the ridiculousness that happened. So here we are, season 15, episode 11 in San Diego. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, feeling good. Um, I'm kind of upset this episode. Uh, I, I can't dunk on people as much as I want to because <laughs> um, they're emo- they, they were very emotional uh, in terms of they talk about their, their upbringing. So I, I can't really dunk on someone's life if that's not fair to them. All right. Well, um, well, then I'll do it for you. We're dunking. All right. Dunk away. <laughs> I'll, I will L you to you like uh, Kobe and Shaq over here. No problem. Um, well, before we jump into the episode, we have something to talk about because your eight year wedding anniversary is coming up next month. And so yeah. as a gift for you, I purchased one of Mark the Shark. And for anybody that doesn't know, Mark was on last season's um, Married at First Sight in Boston, and he has since the show has wrapped and he's since gotten divorced from his crazy ex, he has started a clothing line called MTS 1983 or Mark the Shark. And so I was like, well, let me buy a shirt for my brother as a anniversary present. And so it has arrived to you. Please give us a review of the MTS 1983 red men's polo. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised. Um, I, I was genuinely surprised. It was well put together. Uh, packaging was strong. It uh, came wrapped in um, in like paper, but it was uh, had sharks on it. Okay. So I was like, oh, good. It's not just tissue paper of you know blandness it it had some punch to it and as soon as uh you get past the paper it's it's in some some more cellophane to protect it from the elements and there was a card that had like mark the shark on it his his uh, email address his instagram handle just like a thank you card so i was really impressed by the unboxing uh quality of uh, of the uh, red Mark the Shark polo. 
then I I felt the polo, super soft, a nice cotton blend, very um, breathable. Uh, tried it on, uh, very very nice fit. A little long for me, um, mm. but I'm sure it'll shrink once I wash it and wear it and do that whole thing. Uh, overall, though, I'm impressed. I really hope Mark uh, uh, takes it to the next level and rivals uh, some of the um, brands that are out there and uses his platform and his maps to uh, propel him to success. Because we know Mark has no problem wearing the same type of shirt uh, (laughs) as, as we saw in the Boston season. So I think if he continues to do do that with his brand, um, he will go places. And Mark, if you hear this, I will gladly be a brand ambassador, shameless plug. Um, we actually have a mutual friend, um, but reach out to me directly. I don't want to put him on blast about this. Um, so when you see this, uh, we're going to tag it. You know, just just reach out and we can talk about our mutual friend and see how how we can do business together. Uh, I'm I'm impressed overall. So good luck to you, Mark. I love this. All right, and so Mark, if you're listening, uh, you can send us a message at siblings take on podcast at gmail.com. Um, because I do, I was going through, I didn't go through the whole site when I ordered your shirt. I just really went straight to the men's polos and I knew I wanted to get you a red one. So I just kind of went click, click, click and sent it. And I, I'm going to have to admit, I was real nervous when the email address was like, it was, I think it was M Maher at gmail.com i was like oh you don't even have yeah, a bu- yeah. you don't have a business email <laughs> like sir not yet, not yet. he will though. he will sir so I, take off. I was real nervous and then whatever platform he uses um i, I was like i'm i was like i don't know if i want to put my credit card here because it just wasn't one that i was familiar with and so i was real kind of hesitant about doing this whole thing but i will say from a customer service perspective the responses were quick i got updates right away about the tracking and it got to you pretty quick i, I think it got to from the time i ordered it to the time it got to you was was a couple of days it wasn't long at all um so yeah that was good i will say i was very nervous and so i went back yesterday since i hadn't kind of deep dived into it i just ordered what you needed what I wanted to get for you. And so I went and saw, oh, they've got some nice stuff. I looked at some of like the, there's a a striped sweatshirt that I kind of wanted. And I was like, okay, I could wear this. I could see rocking it when it gets a little bit cold or I'm at the beach and it gets night. I could put on this little sweatshirt. So some of their stuff is really good. I will say that um, for you being a brand ambassador is a good idea because I think the only people that are on the site are like Mark and his friends. So, you know, let's get a little diversity in there, MTS. Yeah. It's the only thing from Boston on rep is something that uh, you put out, Mark the Shark. Because if people know me, Boston and me are like, we don't get along. So, <laughs> um, so you can represent for the, you know, the other East, <laughs> Eastern yeah. location. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Yay. So there is our review of Mark from season 14 in Boston. He has a clothing line. We've tried it so far. It's a thumbs up. You're going to have to have your uh, Mrs. Jared take a picture of you in it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's it's going to go on my Instagram as soon as I uh, wash and wear it. Like, I, I got it yesterday. I haven't done my uh, laundry yet, but as soon as I do, it'll, it'll, it'll be up there. 
Perfect. All right. So, you know, anybody else out there in maths land that want us to review their products, we're more than happy to. So just send us a message at siblings take on podcast at gmail.com and we will either shout you out or tell you that your shit sucks. So (laughs) before we jump in, I have to um, talk about this little poll I saw on maths fan. It's an Instagram account that I follow, one of the many that are related to maths. And this one, they had a um, poll on who we thought was the bigger bully. Was it uh, Alexis as the silent bully or Morgan as the loud bully? So under Alexis, the silent bully, it says uses bully tactics with facial expressions and body language. And then under Morgan, the loud bully, it says abuses power, threatens persistent torment and loves to play the victim. So who do you think is the bigger bully? Is it Alexis, the silent bully, Morgan, the loud bully, neither or both? I said both. Um, They're strong bullies in their own right. Um, We've always seen this side of Alexis. Like she's been this way since the wedding. Like she puts him on blast at all at all times like he was celibate she told the world she (laughs) repeatedly (laughs) yeah so um that's why she's a a strong bully um in my eyes um morgan is disappointing to me um personally as we know she was a she's a she's a top seed in terms of crushes when the uh, season started um, but as it's gone on, I've, I've, I, I've replaced her at the top with the number two, who's now number one, uh, Lindy. Um, so, uh, but, but the way she handles herself, uh, in this episode as well as the previous episode, um, is wrong. And I, I think it's, 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 it's tough. Because I expect her to be more of a patient person, being that she is a nurse, and you know, nurses have, mm-hmm. you know, have a different, I guess, mindset towards people. They're a little bit kinder and softer, mm-hmm. uh, but she is not. And uh, I'll just jump into to what happened this episode. Let's do it. We're uh, gonna start with Morgan and Ben. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they're doing their thing. Um, uh, the girls have, I guess, the couple split up. The girls are in one apartment. The guys are in the other. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, yo, where were you guys last night? Like, we had a great dinner. Y'all weren't there. It felt incomplete. And Morgan unleashes all, all the tea. Yep. Which goes against everything that she was telling Ben not to do and she's like oh yeah me and Alexis met up and we chatted I'm like but if you don't want Ben to spill the tea on your relationship you shouldn't spill the tea on your relationship to the same couple that Ben's talking to that's just contradictory and mean mm-hmm. and then to tell all the girls oh we're, we're separated we're, we're this we're that um, because Ben quote unquote lied to you, which 
he did. I understand where she's coming from, from that standpoint. So I'm not going to say that she's incorrect in her thought process with, with that. But I think, I think she's wrong in the, in the way that she handled herself and would run to Alexis and talk about things and then tell the girls everything and then tell Ben, you can't talk to nobody. So, yeah, they're both bullies. Um, I think they're both equal. Um, and Alexis as a bully, A, her clothing is, 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 is very um, aggressive. <laughs> um, like, I don't know what she was wearing, but, but my wife said that she wearing her, her grandma's comforter as a coat. Like, that was, <laughs> that was something. That was, then, that was a choice yeah it, it's very yeah. it's a very deep contrast to the hot pink beyonce onesie with gloves to then come out with this floral yeah. puffy coat yeah it, it was like yeah. huh? <laughs> and then on top of that uh my wife said that uh if that was green you would think she's a green screen person in a movie on a, <laughs> on a, on a movie set that's what that looked like and i was like you're not wrong but you're not she's not wrong you're not wrong so yeah the way alexis handled that um handled that whole dinner scene she's she's not wrong in the fact that justin needs to be coddled and and cared for and but i don't know i don't know she she she's a bully in in that sense she's she's playing with his playing with his emotions and not letting him express himself or trying to tamper down his his the way he crosses himself. So that's why I say they're both bullies. But now back to uh, Ben and Morgan. Yeah, when uh, she was uh, telling the girls everything, and then they ambushed the guys in that uh, in the in Stasha's Stasha's and Nate's apartment. I was like, why are you gonna do that? Why why let him express himself to his boys while you're doing that to the girls while everybody's on the same page? And yeah, I was I was hurt. I was hurt by that. <laughs> Why were you hurt? You understand you're not in this relationship, right? Yes, I do. But <laughs> but you know, when when you watch them and you kind of see how Ben's tr- trying to figure out how to be in a relationship with someone yeah. who is strong, independent, and all that, and he's just he's lost. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. No, I think, I think, and I have pretty much the same feelings as you again. It's so, and and I feel like Morgan tried to clarify it. Was it just that she didn't want him to talk to the couples about them or there was some weird delineation she made about if it was okay to talk about them to other people. And it was just, it didn't make sense, but to the point of her not, I don't know. It, it's hard because it's not fair. It's she, she wants to be, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. But every time he tries to talk to you, you either interrupt him or you shut him down or you leave or whatever. So you're, you want him to talk to you, but you don't give a safe landing for him to talk to you. And I, I feel like I'm hoping they cut this out and we just didn't see it. Like I thought Dr. Pepper, number one, Dr. Pepper earned her check this week. 
But number two, with all the couples, yeah, she. Yeah. I was like, finally, this is this is why you're. I finally feel like you're an expert this week. Thank you, Doctor Pepper, because I, and this is what I want to see from the experts. I want to see them challenge the couples. I don't want to see them like, you guys are great, everything's great. Try this exercise. It's like, no, no, you've got some actions. There's some things that are wrong here, and you need to address them. And I think she did a really, really good job, particularly with this couple, to say to Ben, like, look, you have to be stronger you know, you said you wanted a, a stronger woman, but you didn't know what that meant, but right. you Which have- is exactly what I said last week. I exactly think. what you he, said, yeah. He, you know, um, and, and, and Dr. Pepper called him out and said, you're overwhelmed. Yes. You're trying to figure, you're, you're trying to figure yourself out now. And that's okay. And I think, I think Morgan even agreed that she, she should have given him a safer space. Yes. That's the magic um, which which is which is uh good on her for at least acknowledging her faults that she's not giving him a safer space um to express himself and figure things out um and i understand where she's coming from about don't tell the couples talk to me but in this scenario where we as viewers are unclear of who they can and cannot talk to they have to go to other couples right you can't be like hey i'm gonna call my mom real quick he's a mom boy. I'm calling my mom real quick like mom this is what's going on with what i do here mom would be like boy you you tripping dump that you know? come home like come on now so um but i liked yes. i did like my, yeah so i think it was and to me that's when that's when i knew morgan was done i mean i knew morgan was done two episodes ago but mm-hmm when she said I should have given you a softer space to land but then continue to be a dick and yell at him about stuff it's like you're not listening you're talking mm-hmm. to, you want him to listen you're not even listening to yourself bitch like he can't you can't keep badgering him if you want him to be comfortable talking to you you have to make that adjustment like she just wants him to fix him do this blah blah my wall's up you've betrayed me blah blah well then there's nowhere to go from there like he literally right. can't do anything and he i don't i think he said he lied to just end it i don't i don't know i don't know if he necessarily lied i just think that he's trying to like move on. He's trying, he's, he's apologized to her a thousand times. He said, I lied. He said, I lied to her privately. He said, I lied to Dr. Pepper. He said, I lied in front of the group. Like he's admitted everything he needed to admit it. He took accountability, whether he actually did or not, he did everything he needed to do. So at this point she should, she should squash it. She should be like, all right, cool. Everyone's everyone who we've come in contact with in regards to this couple has said that has said like you need to drop it his friend said it yep. uh at the at like the the welcome to my apartment party or whatever they call it <laughs> the housewarming you the housewarming thank you um nate who impressed the shit out of me this episode i know right um called her out like what's up with this hostility like, i loved it and i loved home, it homeboy admitted everything like you need to just drop it. Like Ben is calm, cool, collected. You know, just like, look, I fucked up. Sorry. Like, I I take account. He said, I take accountability for what I did. Yep. In that moment, you said, all right, this is how we move past it. Yep. Period. Yep. And but the, 
But the he fact that she, for, yeah, I know. Oh, sorry. But the fact that she then went back, you know, cause this was before their little exercise. I keep calling everything a little, this was before the exercise where they were supposed to write the letters to their childhood selves. And so the same way she did at their one month anniversary where she walked in and she had a speech prepared, she walked into this thing knowing she wasn't going to share it. So right. that's why she made right. him go first because she, she wanted, she's setting him up to kick him. And I don't like it. I don't like that. She's right. teeing him up so that she can bat him. If you don't want to be with this person because you've lost all trust and you're incapable of, of moving forward, then tell him that the thing you want him to do to you, which is communicate, you need to do it to him. It's not fair. hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. And, and in that moment where he shared and, and everything, and, you know, was very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. with who his life and everything that's why i said i can't talk to people this week because it's just not it, it was it was true it was all real emotions with each couple um but he was like look this is this is this is me it's what i'm trying to work on and uh and uh she was like i try to be vulnerable with you and it gets thrown back in my face is she wrong with with her statement is not wrong it's the action that's wrong every time she told him something it got thrown in her face some way shape or form so she's not wrong there i don't disagree with that statement i disagree with her not sharing and not trying to grow as a couple and move past it because that's how you do that and if they're going to say no on decision day which we're all pretty sure they're not they're gonna say no. Like I don't think they're gonna make it to decision day if I'm being honest. I, I think they will because there's only like two weeks left. What what like I was watching the countdown throughout the episode. It's like 17 days. Like you got two weeks. Just just hold out. You're not living there. He's not living there. Or he's living there, but you're not, and whatever. Like just wait it out till decision day. Say no, move on. But I think for her for potential suitors in the future uh it's not gonna look good because she's gonna come across as this uncompromising bully and people are gonna be turned off by that and you can't fake it and say oh tv made me look bad no those were your words your words your actions People are going to make mistakes and you got to let them recover yeah. and, and, and stuff. And she's not letting them do that. There has to be more than what we've seen. Cause she keeps talking about you're betraying my trust. You're betraying my trust. Other than the nursing thing. I don't know what she's talking about. Like, I don't know what else he whatever, said whatever about her. her. Whatever her and Ben talk about behind this, behind the scenes, she, he goes and tells Justin, who stupidly puts his ass on speakerphone. Like, what? Anyway. I mean, uh, well, do you, and this is a couple question, do you share stuff? Like, even if you have things where your friends are like, don't tell anybody, but you tell your wife, don't you? No. No, if my if my friends say, don't tell anyone, I'll ask, like, can I tell my wife? And they'll be like, yeah, it's fine. Like, 
but if they tell me no, like don't tell anyone right now, like I'm gonna, I want to tell everybody in, in the in the future. But I'm telling you because I trust you. I don't want to betray betray their trust. So I may hint at things, but I don't blatantly say, "Oh, Jen said this or Jen said that" to my wife. Like, no, I I keep that shit to myself. Oh, oops. No, I mean, <laughs> when people but, but tell I, me stuff, I tell my partner. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, some like some things I'll tell, but if you tell me not to tell someone, I'm not going to tell anybody. But if you just tell me something, oh, that without that, what's the word for? Without that uh, confidentiality, confidentiality, yeah. I'm, yeah, we're one. Like, you tell me. She she's gonna know, but if if you say, "Hey, look, keep this to yourself," it's kept to myself. Yeah, I guess I don't have anybody that's been like, "Don't tell Scuba Steve," because you tell me, and Scuba Steve's gonna know too. So right, right. Most of the time, because my phone is so loud, she can hear anyway, so <laughs> it, it 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 don't matter. Where I'm deaf, so. <laughs> but again, and I I didn't see all of after party but i saw a snippet of it on instagram where apparently nate says to justin that the, the issue isn't that justin told alexis the issue is that alexis then told morgan because yes. as partners you're going to share stuff with each other that is between the two of you that you're not going to then run to tell other people so right. whether Alexis is telling Morgan because girl power, girl boss, we're going to stay together. I got your back, girl. Or just because she's messy. I don't know. But I, 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 agree, I, I agree with Nate that that's that Alexis. I don't think the problem is just telling Alexis. The problem is Alexis telling Morgan. Well, it also depends on what's being told, because I know, speaking for myself, if if my wife said something wrong about me to one of her friends and I'm friends with the husband and the husband has the ability to be like, look, this is what's said about you. I hope my, my husband, my husband friend would say, Hey, look, your wife said X, Y, and Z. This is what we heard. Handle it. Cool. I hope he would tell me that, but I, but, I I don't know. I feel it, like it's not some... how bad it is. If it's if it's something that's like BS, like wife hates you, never put the put the cup in the dishwasher, like and 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 all this other stuff, like stupid stuff, let it, let it go. But if it's something serious that I need to be aware of, I hope he has a, the ability to to tell me. I agree, but I and I'm thinking that you know, there's sometimes when you vent to your friends just because you need to get it off of your chest and not necessarily because it's indicative of whatever. And I guess you have to be a discernible friend to figure out, okay, this is just somebody getting shit off their chest, especially when it's somebody that they barely know. And exactly. it might, they and it, what? yeah. And, yeah. And Justin or Justin Morgan. No, no. Let's try this again. Ben, ben, ben. Okay. is overwhelmed and yeah. he does not know what to do with this woman. I don't know if Justin is the appropriate person to talk to about this shit, but I get that he would want to talk to, to somebody about it. I'm thinking last season with Jose or not the Houston season with Jose and Johnny, like those two talk to each other all the time and they became besties. Yes. 
And they talked about, you know, hey, this is what's going on with my wife. Help me. I'm, I don't know what this is, blah, blah, blah. Like, it seems natural that you would talk to each other in terms of a betrayal. I don't know. Again, I still don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan of Morgan and I don't see where Ben could do any right in her mind and she just if she can admit that she and she just needs to admit that she just needs to say i can't get past this deuces versus making him do versus making him continue to jump through hoops and then move the hoop like she sets the goalpost and then moves the goalpost it's like lucy and charlie brown on that football it's like Mm -hmm. and it just sucks and it's not fair and i don't like it oh yeah i agree i agree that couple has no hope. I really hoped in the beginning of the season they were like my one that was going to make it because of their cultural um, uh, similarities. And I, I felt like they both wanted it. I feel like Ben really wants to be married and wants to try, and but he's with a person that's not letting him try. Yes. Not letting him make mistakes. Okay. Like these couples have to realize that, look, y'all are dating with a title. Like you're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna have pitfalls, you have to be able to stumble and 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 recover. And she's not letting him stumble and recover. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yep. But enough about them. We we could talk about them for another four hours. Let's talk about the other bully. <laughs> Alexis. Alexis and Justin. My first question before we even get into this is what do you think about dog gate? Like his yeah. dog his dog's just not coming back. Like the dog is just on a farm forever i don't under yeah what? i i was i was hurt by that um we talked about it when it had when we saw it and i, I turned it to, to, to my wife and i said look if i had my dog before you sorry like i'm keeping my dog like seven years and you're just gonna deuce nah sorry Mm-mm. not gonna happen not gonna just- happen I just don't understand. Was his dog Cujo? Like, clearly he had the dog for seven years. Did the dog, it sounds like the dog had other problems, but it didn't sound like the dog bit the arm off of a child or something. The way they talked about, oh, it's, it's not rehabilitatable. And for Justin to be like, oh, okay, I guess she lives there now versus, um, can I get a second opinion? I'm going to take her to another trainer. Like that, that was the weird part to me was, okay, if this trainer says, okay, your dog is not rehabable. And even mine just walked in the room. Hi puppy. And even for Alexis not to say, Hey, this dog is a big part of your life. Why don't we try another trainer and see what they say? That whole thing is weird where they're just like, Oh, your dog sucks. I own it now. Okay. Bye. What? Yeah, no, that was, that was hurtful. I would hundred percent of the time I would choose my dog over, over the other human, especially if the if the dog came first. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, sorry. Like you had that dog, you had a life with that dog. You know that dog. You know how to command it. And he made mistakes when the dog came in in the in the in the house with Newton. But I feel like that's him also. Um, saying like if we're gonna work the only dog in this relationship is Newton and he's bowing down to that bully yeah. that is that is Alexis again playing with his emotion 
I'm not going to call her a bully, but I, I think it's super weird for somebody who loves their dog as much as she loves her dog, not even to offer another, an alternative, like, okay, that, that to me is weird. Like, okay. Dr. Pepper didn't even call it out either. Yeah. yeah, That whole thing is weird. Either there's something we don't know, or it's just too strange to me that he's going to be like, oh, my dog, there's, that's it. Bye. You live on a farm now. Yeah. It's weird. It it wasn't consistent. Okay. Maybe you need to do more training. Try something different. Yeah. You know, unless this dude is like Caesar Milan, Dr. Pole, and every dog whisperer that's on television combined and it's not working, then you might have a point. But how's it going to work on the farm? Like, if it, if it, if it can't, what are you eating? There's nothing down there for you to eat, son. Sorry, my, my, my dog got something. Hi, Gertie. What you got? Oh, you got nothing. Go ahead. Go. Are you gonna so, sit here with me? He's like, I heard you talking, Daddy. Yeah, he 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 uh better um kick the door down basically to get me. <laughs> to, to, to get me. So let me see you move the camera. All right. I gotta move the whole thing. All right, boy, look up. You Hi, Rudy. He can't hear you. I'm a headset on. <laughs> so cute. Oh, oh bye. He bye. Said, I'm not cute. I'm not. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm camera shy. Bye. <laughs> he is, though. Like, when we try to take a picture of him with our, with our phones, he knows and runs away. It's adorable <laughs> and frustrating. He's like, well, how, do you, how do you know? <laughs> and, to, and today's his gotcha day too so it's oh happy gotcha yeah. day Grudy. yeah so you know we were all we were all upset last night when we were watching that episode yeah, um, that's crazy my and dog comes first period period it goes my dogs football everybody else after <laughs> that uh what about mrs jared um, you know me <laughs> No, nah, she, she's up there. She's up there. She's All up right. There. Good to know. All right. Yeah. So Alexis and Justin, I think uh, where we picked up this week was kind of where they left off last week. And I guess they just kind of glossed over. All right. I guess we're fine now, I guess. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they, they talk to each other, but they don't really listen. Like he he wants his point heard. She wants her point heard. And I don't know. There are another couple that talk, but they don't ever seem to get anywhere. I think she. Well, they never get anywhere solely because, again, they they both want to be right. Yeah. And they think, oh, baby, I, I heard you just tell me whatever. No, you have two ears, one mouth for a reason. <laughs> Shit. God, yeah. Um, that and then, whole, go then, ahead, go ahead. Then playing basketball was a, a lot. And I love how she's like, I'm a tomboy. Bitch, I can see your bra. What do you mean you're yeah. a tomboy? Why your titties wearing, are about to fall uh, out. A full-on regular bra. Why would she wear a sports bra? That was my question. I don't I'm, know. I, I'm, I, I'm not, I can't ask that publicly. because I mean, you just did. You know, but I yeah, did. I was just like, oh, you're titty. Now I see why she has so many guy friends. <laughs> like, is this how you play basketball? Ma'am. She was, she was wearing a crop top with a, with a, with a regular bra, not a sports mm-hmm. bra. Them joints is. I was waiting for one of them to just pop out like Janet Jackson. But, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, agree. It, it just didn't happen. So, yeah. so I don't know. I I I like that she was. She, she's a good communicator. I think she's good at talking about Is what she? she needs. I think so. I think she's clear. She says, "I want this," and I think she knows Justin pretty well. I think the thing about Justin is that he's needy very and she wanted somebody tall i don't think she wanted tall and needy and he's Mm. just needy in a way that she's not it gets exhausting i would imagine and i think that's that's where she is i think she's She's exhausted for me to watch yeah i think she's just exhausted because we went back and we watched last week because the missus didn't watch it Uh, so I got her take on the on the on the dinner scene, and man, watching it again, it was just like he really just wanted to be praised in the moment of how how you're all you're an amazing husband. When bro, you, you're not. He absolutely did. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I and she's like, look, I don't want to say nothing because. I want to protect your feelings. Right. But I do, I agree with him where, you know, normally she's bubbly and outgoing, blah, blah. And when she was sitting there given nothing, like I would be concerned too, because this is not your normal state of being. And maybe he should have asked it privately, but I think he had every right to be concerned because whatever she said, I was just chilling. I was just whatever. It's, It's not characteristic of her. So I would, for him, I would have asked too. Oh, I would have asked as well, hundred percent. But I wouldn't have asked at the table. I, I would have turned right. her and whispered, like, "Yo, like, you don't gotta say nothing right now." But what's up? Like, why, why aren't you being yourself in this moment? And she would have been like, "Look, we'll talk about it later." And that would have been that. That would have right. been that. I would have moved on. Right. And the second we got in that that Uber ride to back to our apartment, what's up? the the second that uber door closes what's up what's going on what did i do wrong like yeah yeah so um yeah i think justin is just needy he needs a lot of affection he needs a lot of attention he needs a lot of reassurance he needs a lot of kind of like the dog good boy good boy justin you good boy and she's I think she tried to give it. I think she started that way. And I think she tried to be reciprocal, reciprocal about it, but it's just not natural for her. And it's exhausting. And it's exhausting. Like, look, I get it. I I like getting praised. I like being told, oh, you did that. Good job. Thank you for doing X, Y, and Z. Who doesn't? But if you gotta do it every day, like Oh, you did the dishes. Oh, you're just a good husband. No, chill. Like I live here too. Like they're they're my dishes as well. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Sorry. No. I know if my I know if my wife heard that she's looking at me sideways <laughs> right now. I mean, I'm I've been to your house, so I'm looking at you sideways. Because <laughs> uh, I I want the praise when I do the dishes and things that I normally don't do, but but I understand like. I don't need it every day, but I do like the acknowledgement of, hey, you did that. Thank you for doing that today, or thank yeah. you for whatever. Just yeah. say a thank you and move on. Right. I, I, I don't need the, uh, oh, you're a great husband because X, Y, and Z. 
So I think he needs that, especially in that setting where everyone was saying something positive, uh, with the exception of Kristen. Um, um, and in and in this situation, it. and in the situation, is it unwarranted? Like Kristen needs it, Stasha needs it, Lindy needs it, Justin needs it. <clears throat> Is it unusual in this circumstance to to need some reassure to need that constant reassurance from your partner that you don't know that long and that there's a timeline on your relationship? But given given the fact that you know Alexis is not uh, a person who who gives that reassurance all the time. You get it's been 32 days or however long it's been. Like you should know by now. You spend every every day with this person. You should know what they're like. You should know, oh, okay. I don't I don't need this right now. They're gonna reassure me some other way. Whereas Lindy needs that reassurance from Miguel because Miguel is so logical and scientific with shit that you need that. And Nate uh is very guarded emotionally. So Stasha needs that. Where that that makes sense, um, Mitch. I mean, Mitch is another character, so mm. I I understand why Kristen needs because Mitch is just Mitch. Mitch is out for self. Mitch is, you know. So yeah, they they need that for 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 them because their partner is guarded in a way that is tough for them to cope with being on that shot clock of a, of a relationship, whereas Justin needs it to feel good. Right. He doesn't need it to know, oh, this is where we're at now because my partner's difficult or whatever. He needs it just for his own ego. Yeah, all right. Well, that, that's a really, really good observation. <laughs> you're, you're good at this. This is why we do the show. Um, so in terms of the childhood piece and this is i think since morgan and ben didn't do the childhood home visit um when you saw his he took us to his neighborhood and how he used to fly kites and whatever did that give any clarity to you on justin and why justin is the way he is nope <laughs> Alrighty then nope i think flying kites is a theme on maps because i know uh yeah, uh, Lindsay and Mark flew kites. I was like, "What yeah. is the thing with this?" Okay, cool. We we don't we you don't you don't have something from childhood. Just just fly kites because everyone flew a kite at least once in their life. So we can say you did it all the time. Because he said, "Oh, well, I think you flew a kite." Oh, I don't know, ten years ago, I was sixteen. <laughs> He's like, "Bro, you're thirty-five. Your 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 math don't math right now." So, that's not math yeah. i think that justin again he was raised from the age of 13 by his brother he lived in this who was 19 at the time was so, 19 yeah. which is like what but right. i think knowing him if he was as tall as he was and he's as dorky as he is i'm guessing he didn't have a lot of friends i mean he talked about playing with friends but i'm guessing a kite is something that you can do by yourself and you don't need other mm -hmm. people to do and maybe that's why it was so meaningful to him was that hey this is something i did to cope with my shit and i want to now share this special thing that was important to me with somebody else that man was six eight he could play basketball with anybody 
I mean, you've yeah, seen him play basketball, so ooh, apparently he could not. True. <laughs> just just stand there and do this. So he, <laughs> <laughs> your guard. <laughs> yeah. Stand there, put your hand up. Yeah. Let nobody pass you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it didn't really give me insight into anything about who he is now because yeah, those, those are things he did, did as a kid. But that was years ago, man. You've grown since then. What, where, where have you gone since that aspect of life? I lost a brain. You know what I mean? It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Um, I, I just think leave it, it just... leave it in. Leave the whole. <laughs> <laughs> I I realize I don't know what I'm doing here. So, but I just took the brain out. I one fell yeah. out, so now I got to put it back in. Anyway. Um, I don't know. I I just I just think it gives insight, especially to contrast with Alexis talking about, you know, I had to be strong and women in my family are strong. And this is the same person who only allows herself to cry twice a year and then has a mom that doesn't cry at all. Who she said she's never seen her mom cry. So I think Alexis views strength very differently than Justin views strength. Yeah, but that speaking of Alexis and that hyper independence. What was that about? Ain't, ain't nobody that independent. <laughs> Hyper-independent, hyper have a whole family of hyper-independent women? I don't think so. I, Sorry. I'm going to disagree with you. I think there's there's enough hyper-independent women because the, the dad left. They were all, she has only sisters, right? So it's her, her mom and her two sisters. And if, you know, depending on what and their aunts the, and all that other stuff, but like depending you, on what their financial situation is, mom probably had to work and I'm, and this is me, you know, putting my own shit into it, but her mm. mom probably had to work, which meant they had to come home and self-direct themselves to homework or take themselves to practice or whatever. Like there's something about being responsible for your own stuff that makes you hyper vigilant and hyper like I can do this by myself because I have to or my I saw my mom do all of this stuff by herself and now I'm I'm held to this standard so I can I get the hyper independence because Stasha has a little bit of it too like even though she didn't have to raise herself she didn't have to raise herself because she showed us this other family that helped raise her and instill some things in her so she didn't have to but her interpretation and her drive comes from the perception that she had to be strong and hypervigilant. And- oh, a hundred percent. And a lot of what we, what I, what I saw in this episode, you know, is in crossover to um, uh, Stasha and Nate and Alexis is a lot of the, of the, of the black struggle being in this, in this country is you have to, be strong and have to not let them see you sweat, which was stated a bunch of times throughout this episode, um, because we're in a different light in certain places, mm-hmm. you know, um, th- those do play a factor and do play a role. Right. But to make that your sole focus of who you are, I think is incorrect. And that's the only thing that they held on to as like, this is what I want to share with the world as why I am the way I am. Like, there's more to you than just that one piece of hyper-independence. Like, but I think like that, hyper, it, but that hyper-independence informs a lot of other things. Like her being hyper-independent 
informs why she wasn't in she hasn't been in a long-term relationship why she's gotten the she's gotten engaged or been proposed to why she has so many male friends why you know what I mean I think because she was the one when they were trying on um wedding dresses where she's like I don't know how to do this I'm trying to do it right right yeah 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 so I think for her my interpretation of the word strong means more leaning towards the more masculine stuff. Okay. So I, I don't I know. I don't know if she's, she's not incapable of being the soft and I'm going to quote unquote soft feminine side. I, mm. <laughs> I think she's used to being the masculine side. And so Justin, because she has to, because she had to be. And then right. Justin is the opposite. And it's the opposite. Is the softer. Right. Say hey, hate this pain, but the softer feminine side, yeah, is is having Justin. She's like, I want. She probably wants to be a lady in the situation, exactly, and can't be because Justin's like, no, I need you to uh, exactly. love me and cuddle me, and she's like, I ain't doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uncomfortable for her. It's not something that you know. Every time somebody says vulnerable, she's like. Ugh or sensitive she's like so i think these things that justin needs don't come natural to her right and that's their challenge and justin needs to chill the fuck out and go my wife can't be everything to me 24 7 what is it that i really need and have and ask her to give me the stuff that i really need versus this hourly uh what's the word i'm thinking of praise praise but like reassurance that's what yeah, yeah, yes yeah, he's that person yeah. do you love me now how about now what about now you love me now what about now i think dr pepper said it again you were right she earned her paycheck in this episode it was like y'all need to understand y'all each other's love languages and and figure it out i think she said it to all the couples but i think she really hammered it on to them yeah on x y and z because yeah, it's just mm, I, I I I have no hope for them because because Justin is on the softer side in terms of his emotions. I think he can be strong, but it hasn't been communicated to him that he needs to be strong. Right, and that and that's the exact point. Until she can see the strength, whatever that means she's not going to be able to, she's going to think, oh, I have to do this all the time and I don't want to do it all the time. So I agree. I agree. Close the door on Alexis and Justin. Yes. Let's talk about the other black couple, uh, Stasha and, uh, my boy, Nate. Nate. I can't, I can't, I never thought I would be a Nate Stan, but I would say out of all the guys. I've been the last couple of weeks. I know. He turned it around on me. I really, and maybe I just needed him to call Stasha an asshole um, <laughs> for me to go, oh, okay. I appreciate a guy that can stand up for himself. Um, yeah, I think this episode, and I kind of, I'm kind of feeling like maybe they should have this episode sooner. Because I feel like getting to know somebody's childhood and where their traumas and their whatever comes mm. from give gave everybody a little bit more grace 
it gave people like, oh, let me step back and understand. And had, and I think Kristen said it best, like had I known this sooner, it would have changed how I reacted to you. So maybe they need to do these sooner because Nate and his dad, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that, that was a strong episode. I mean, that was a strong segment to me. Uh, the fact that they were just chilling on the street talking and the fact that it was his dad, not his bullshit ass friend. Who said, oh yeah, I knew Nate. Nah, his dad knew him. His dad right. was there. His dad is why Nate is the way he is. Mm-hmm. And his dad was like, look, military. I had a, I, I'm a military man. I had, a, I had my own tough life and it was hard being a single dad trying to raise these kids. And I'm, I'm going to protect my kids in a way possible but I'm not going to let my kids see me upset, see me hurt because they don't need that in their life. Right. When he said that, I was like, I, <laughs> I get it. I, I got a little misty there for a second. And of course, you know, Stasha cries at the drop of a hat. So she's mm-hmm. like patting her eyes on his shirt. But Which yeah. Gross, by the way. <laughs> but because she was basically blowing him up, ball, uh, <laughs> you know, wiping his her her makeup because she was the bottom of the shirt. And like, you could just use like the sleeve or something. But. Nope. <laughs> but yeah I think he and that, and my guess would be that's and it seems like that's the first time that him and Nate and his dad had even had anything close to that conversation at all like right. they and said he, I've he, never seen you cry and his dad was like and I think one of them said oh I'm kind of proud of you and the other one's like you are like oh yeah. this is this is where your shit comes from like you you two need to talk <laughs> right but again that that's just Again, that's the that's the military background. That's the black man in America background. Mm-hmm. That's and then throw on top of those two things, single dad. Yeah. Shit, that's hard. Yeah, that's hard for both of them. Yeah. Like it was hard for our dad, and I had both both our parents, both my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah. Uh, I really opened up to Nate on this one. Me too. I was really, really proud of. I was proud of him throughout the whole episode, starting off with him defending Ben in the yep. apartment, yep. and then um, having this discussion of who he was and his dad coming out. I think his dad really helped him with Stasha. Like this is, I am the way I am. This man's a hard ass. Yeah, because he had to be um and all this stuff and it, it was it was great it was positive powerful everything that this that reality tv hopes it would be yeah. was in that segment and it even carried over to stasha when stasha was uh taken in by that white family <laughs> um well let me back up i'm off to say before you move on to stasha and her white family i was super annoyed at stasha this whole that whole scene because girl was trying to insert herself hard when she was like oh hi joe or dad or like this but 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 joe said it was fine for either it is but i just i just felt like she was trying so hard to insert herself in the middle of this thing that had nothing to do with her and she's crying and boohooing all over the place harder than the two of them and well, they don't cry so it's, it's i a, know a i just i needed her to just hug your man 
hug it out. You you wanted to see him emotional. Here he is emotional. Let the mm. two of them do their thing and you step out. And know moving forward that, you know, Joe probably needs some hugs too. Just take your cue and move on. I just felt like she needed all the attention in this episode that bugged me. Yeah, I was I was proud of 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 them. Again, you're right though. She was inserting herself. But again, she has to insert herself because she wants to prove like I'm here for for your son. I'm here for you. And I want you to know that I'm a part of I'm committed to this relationship by saying the hi dad part. Cause I don't even call my in-laws mom or dad. I call them Mr. and Mrs. Like, <laughs> because Mr. Mrs. that's how that's how we were raised. <laughs> yep. That's and they'll call like call them ever since no 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 Mr. and Mrs. is high. Right. Yep. So yep. um yeah. So all right. Great, so. great segment for them. Good job on Nate. I think they actually might make it. Um, I was really listening to them talk about their childhoods. Mostly Stasha talking about how she was a hustler, selling jean purses and getting <laughs> embroidered at the at, at the mall and whatever. Like that, that to me was the moment that Nate was like, oh, I'm all in. Like right. this. Like, I was all in the beginning because my wife is rich, she's beautiful, there's all that other stuff. But I think now that she, he understands her from Jump Street was uh, was even better. Which I'm surprised uh, they hadn't talked about that yet. I feel like that's their big thing about them being hustlers and whatever. So I'm surprised that conversation hadn't happened already. They may have, but you ain't got to play it up for this show. Yeah, trip. yeah. So it's 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 quite possible. Or maybe they went into like a little little here and there, but then you like, you know, show it in reality. Oh, this is where I grew up. Yeah. And I was taken in by this white family because I had been with them. I I'd been in this neighborhood since the first grade and I had to move. My parents wanted to move my senior year, maybe through my senior year. So the white family took 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 me in. And it it it, it seemed like she was there for longer than just the second half of senior year, like she lived there like after yeah, two, the maybe. way it was discussed. Mm-hmm. But I was again, I was impressed by 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 them, by that whole family saying, look, we'll take her in. We gotta move. She's she's been friends with these girls since the first grade. Like we know you, we know her, like we're 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 cool with it. And then uh Dave, I think his name was um dad yeah was it was was a real father figure to stasha it's like she had a father figure it sounded like she did um no i well she had her stepdad but okay so she had she had a father figure yeah but then this this guy was really more of a true father figure to her and with the whole boyfriend thing honking the horn and all that stuff that was cool you know i was like all right so now i kind of see where you're coming from and you know why she has to, why she wants to provide for herself is so that her kids don't have to 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 go through what she went through yeah. to to live a life. Yeah. No, I like I I thought it was really good. I think I agree. I think my opinion has changed of them as individuals and them as a couple. I think finally something clicked with Nate where he finally was giving her what she needed. And now 
she's a little bit more not relaxed, but I think that she, he's proven to her that he's all in. And so they've been able to get progressed well, well. You know, you so, know what clicks for Nate is they consummated the marriage. So. <laughs> well, that didn't hurt, I'm sure. I do love when Dr. Pepper said to her, you know, you didn't marry yourself, right? Yes. That was, yes. That was like, oh, yes. and she needed to hear it. And it was true and it's right. And hopefully that sinks in because, yeah. And I think Nate has been beyond patient. I think he needed... She needed him the same way that Alexis needs Justin to be strong. I think Stasha needed to see Nate be strong. And I think when he clapped back strong on her. And emotional. Yes. Just strong, strong and emotional. And what I think Nate has done, which we haven't seen him do lately, is be on his phone. Yes. Be on it. Which another thing I did, I did notice in this episode that I've seen more uh, that, I, that I picked up on. Uh, is that they're all in in their apartment too? Like they've got pictures of themselves I mean, all over the place, ridiculously all over the place. <laughs> but it's like, all right, you're embracing whatever you have. Like you're making it a relationship. You're not like, oh, we're here, we live here, and we're just gonna leave the decorations on the wall on the wall. Like, no, nah, they're making it their space, everything, and they're embracing yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I think seeing their apartment and then seeing them out in the wild um really really helps me believe in them did you notice that they are starting to coordinate their outfits no i don't pay attention to that shit <laughs> you did you notice it though uh-uh. they were sitting on the couch talking to dr pepper and they both had on white ripped jeans oh no i would yeah. never yeah they're, st- they're starting to coordinate their outfits i'm like okay we're, yep, they're they're gonna say yes yeah they're, they're gonna say yes yes so we're, we're at least <laughs> gonna be one for uh I think Lindy and the more that we get into it, I think Lindy and Miguel are going to say yes too. So I think I've changed. Oh, I, said, I said this was an 0 for 5 season. I think it'll probably be at least a 2 for 5. Yeah, it. I, I had faith in Lindy and Miguel from the beginning. Um, I had moments um, where I thought it might not happen, but I think this, the last two episodes um, really helped me th- Help me re- remember why I thought they were going to win, uh, win in terms of say yes on decision day, and um, this one really did too. Uh, I was hoping to get more of Lindy's childhood in this. Um, we got heavy Miguel on this one, mm-hmm. um, but it was still a powerful, a powerful episode for them because they were communicating, they were doing all the things. Um, talking with Dr. Pepper as well was good for them. Yeah. Um, you know, this is just, I opened my eyes to them a lot. Lindy is still up there in terms of her crushes. She's just different, cute, funny. But yeah, um, I think, I don't know. I like Miguel a lot more. I think that seeing, I didn't understand one thing he said, and I don't know if you caught this too, when he was like, yeah, we're, we were Puerto Rican. And when I grew up in New York, um, I was teased for being Puerto Rican. I was like, uh, everywhere I know in New York, there's nothing but Puerto Ricans. What you talking about, homie? Nah, I think you said he was in Queens. So yeah, it there's makes no, sense. There's no Puerto Ricans but in Queens? No, there are, but he's, he's 
more of a, he's like a lighter skinned Puerto Rican from from the way he explained it. I guess okay. where, where he grew up, I, I didn't see it as well, but I did understand about the not being Latino enough. Yeah, if he didn't, if he didn't certainly, Rico. yeah, if he didn't speak Spanish, for sure, I could see why yeah. that'd be a thing. But again, all the Puerto Ricans that I know from New York are back and forth Puerto Ricans. Like, we go back and forth to Puerto Rico, we got family, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. So All the I, Puerto Ricans I know, period, <laughs> are back and forth Puerto Ricans. I, I, I don't know one Puerto Rican who doesn't go back, like, once a month. You know, so that's what shocked me where where he's saying that the Puerto Ricans didn't think he's Puerto Rican enough. I'm like, if you lived in Texas, I could see that. But, and I have a friend in Texas who's Puerto Rican and she is Puerto Rican. She got a Puerto Rican flag. She's got, you know. So so people don't think she's, she's, she's Mexican. Mexican. Look, 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 I'm Puerto Rican. I'm not one of the, I'm not one of y'all. I'm Puerto Rican. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So I like that Lindy, I think it seemed like for the first time she understood it. And I don't know how going to that little Puerto Rican, I don't, whatever was, that thing was. Puerto Rico, whatever. It was yeah. so weird. <laughs> but like, it's something in San Diego. That's, that's, that's your hometown, girl. Uh, yeah, I, I li- I've never heard of this thing. And well, maybe you're not Puerto Rican and neither are many of your friends. So That's true. But um, yeah, so I feel like he finally got to the point where he's like, all right, she finally understood it and clicked and got beyond her own. My childhood's crazy. We didn't dance, blah, blah, blah. And I think him asking her questions helped versus her just kind of saying this, I'm going to show you my crazy. And he's like, okay. Yeah. He, he asked questions about it this time to kind of break it down. So like her crazy seems less crazy. Like, oh, this comes from somewhere. Right. So I think that they had a really, really good conversation about that. And I like that he told her that he loved her. I thought her reaction was kind of smaller than I thought it would be. Because it was so subtle. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, I love you. Like I'm looking at you, telling you I love you. It was like I'm reading a letter to myself and I'm telling you that I love you in that letter. But it's really to myself, so it's weird. Okay. So it wasn't like a hey. <laughs> you uh, you're you. mucho, baby. Yeah, like I love you or whatever. It wasn't one of those things. It was just like you can find a girl you you you're falling madly in love with. And it was like oh okay. And then he's like I love you. It wasn't it wasn't special. It wasn't okay. yeah. Yeah. So my my emotional female side is telling me nah. It wasn't. <laughs> Uh, I need a do-over. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't yeah. count. If he did it on like the boat ride they did last episode, I think that it would have been, been more, uh, more of a reaction. Yeah. But this is so do remember, subtle. Do you remember the first time you told Mrs. Jared that you love her? Uh yeah, I do. Um, we were actually in a fight at the time. <laughs> um, That's always great. Yeah, so she hates me for it. Um <laughs> Cause she kind of felt it was coming because of the way the fight was going on. She felt it was coming. And um, yeah, I said it, I meant it still, I still mean it. Uh, I say it to her often now, just as I want to give her that reassurance. Even she looks at me funny every time I say it randomly. I'm like, I'm just say it. Cause I, in this moment, you did something that I love about you. I wanted you to know. Oh, crazy. I have to, I remember that because <laughs> Scuba Steve and I, you know, we were hot and heavy pretty early on. 
and we had we had gone on a we we're like well we want to travel but let's see if we can travel together and so we had gone on our first trip yeah. together we met in february and we went to dominican republic in october and it was one of those things where it was building up it was building up it was building up and it's like okay we i i think we both knew it was going to happen on this trip we just didn't know when and who was going to say it first and there was one night where he was absolutely hammered we had gone on a boat uh <laughs> went, on a, went on a deep sea fishing trip that day and i don't know if you're just on the boat and you don't feel it but you know the captain was giving us rum shots and we were taking shots with the other people on the boat and you know we we're just having a good old time and deep sea fishing in the hot sun we were out there for like five hours and then we got back on the shuttle to go back to the hotel and he said something and i was like oh shit he's drunk he like he is <laughs> wasted and i didn't realize it on the boat because we were talking to people and you know you're just being jovial and we got in the shuttle to go back to the hotel and i was like oh shit he is fucking hammered and the hotel we were staying at had these marble stairs that you mm. so you walk into the lobby but you have to go down these marble stairs to like get to the pool and get to our room and everything and i was like i don't know how he's going to I'm going to get him down these stairs. And so one of the guys at the front desk saw this and he helped me get him down these giant marble stairs. Oh, he was that drunk. Huh? He was yeah. wasted. Oh, and man. so we get back to the room and I'm trying to get him, you know, here's some water. Here's this, here's this, here's this. Here's this. And that's what he tells me. <laughs> well, yeah, like, you're taking care of him. Like, I would have said this, I would have done it too. Shit. I, like, I mean, Mm. <laughs> yeah like, i love you yeah. yeah so yeah like that you owe me a do over sir this doesn't count <laughs> yeah no i agree with that i'm sure my wife agree with you too um, so yeah yeah so yeah lindy and my, miguel are in love so who does it does that leave us with the final couple mitch and Kristen? oh it does it does let's start with the end of last episode uh because she had her warning, her her snap warning. Like, if I don't get what I want out of this relationship, I am going to snap because I'm losing myself and don't want to do it. And that's kind of where we left off last episode. And then we fast forward into this one and they do the whole... Thank God for Dr. Pepper. Yeah, Dr. Pepper comes in and was like, look, what what's up with you? Why, why are you... He doesn't want to be demanded to do anything and you're demanding him to do everything like you know this about him like we knew that from the shirt gate we know that from you know oh you weren't she wasn't there for the wedding day but you know he's a groomzilla like like he doesn't like things a certain way and you're not giving him that space and dr pepper was awesome by the by saying she did i mean she earned her ducats this week good job dr pepper which, uh, you know, I was happy to see it from her because it was more of a sensitive touch compared to uh, Pastor Cal, who'd be like, nah, bro, you, you effing up, and this is why. Yeah. Um, more of an aggressive approach. Still correct, but more. But, more but, one, but one, Mitch definitely would have resisted. So, yes, it, it, needed, yeah. it needed to come from Dr. Pepper, and it needed to come this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it 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 worked out perfectly. Um, yeah, I I I liked the fact that Kristen took Mitch to the softball field and 
again, that's a theme that a couple do. Softball is like, well, that was Rachel and um, Jose in okay. Houston. Um, and, and they're, they're doing it too. Uh, but again, Kristen explaining how her, her life had to be perfect in all aspects was kind of eye-opening for her to tell him, but not unusual for the U.S. person experience. Like everyone has to be perfect. Everyone has to be X, Y, and Z. But for her to say say that kind of let Mitch know, like this is why I am the way I am, and it was hopefully he he heard it. But yeah. I connected I connected with Kristen a lot this this episode. Um, I connected with her. I'm not saying that she's my favorite. I just, I just, I understand her from from that from that standpoint. Um, Did you feel like you needed to be a perfect son? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm a black man in America. I had to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's that's why I I, I resonated with that. You know, I was a. Uh, uh, a black kid in a predominantly white school system. Yep. You know, I, I have to um, uh, project a certain level of intelligence and, and respectability and all these things um, in the in the environments that I'm in. And I just I, I connected with Kristen because of that. Yeah. You know, e- even in the in the corporate space, like I have to show out not just for my family but for my people as well and I really understood where she was coming from uh when 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 she was speaking on that so I gave her I give her a lot of credit for at least owning up to it uh saying that I'm sorry in a way but 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 now you know so now you have to do better yeah agreed and I think Um, going back to Dr. Pepper and her saying to Mitch, like, look, you have, do you feel these things about this woman? Like, c- can you articulate what you feel about her? And he's like, yeah, I'm, but I think he just repeated what she said. Cause I think Kristen said, I want him to be proud of him. I want him to adore me. I want him whatever. And mm-hmm. when Dr. Pepper asked Mitch how he felt about her, he just parroted the same things, which is a little annoying. He treated it like a like a like a resume. You you use the hot words or the keywords in a in a job posting to make sure you get to the top of the list. It was he, the same thing. He treated it like I'm just here so I don't get fined. Mm, yep. Yep. And I was like, Ugh. so I was kind of disappointed in him on that. But I think what he learned from that, or at least what I learned about Kristen from that, is like she which would explain how she ended up with the couch being engaged to the couch sleeper guy is that she just wants somebody to tell her that she's awesome. And is that, is it that hard to do? Like, and it sucks that she has to keep asking this idiot for it. And it sucks that from the very beginning, he's like, I'm not attracted to you because now the perfectionist is going to make sure that she does that stuff so because she is a perfectionist and because she comes from a place where high things are expected of her she's going to work towards that but she burnt herself out (laughs) oh and she burned it in in 32 days yeah she burnt herself out 
but that, that, that's because Mitch is high maintenance. Mm-hmm. But when Mitch explained himself in his letter to himself about not fitting in and, 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 and being your own person and, and, and all that, kind of opened up to as to why he's high maintenance because I think he he thinks that his wife is the one for him and she should accept him for who he is forget about who she was as a person or who she's as a person because we're Matt she has to accept me for me and that's it and he's trying to figure that out still and and still be himself he's not losing himself because he's he is hard coded to be Mitch. Yeah, he's not hard coded to to be Mitch and compromise. Yeah, and yeah, I think. And I did you. I don't know if you felt this way, but the whole time, and maybe it's because Miguel had done it the whole time. He was reading his letter at the. I kept waiting for him somewhere to say at the end. And thank God I have this woman or thank her. I was, I was expecting it the whole time. I was expecting it. Okay, good. I thought it was me. Yeah. I was really no, waiting no, no, no. for him to be like, and I made it this far and I would not have made it this far if it wasn't for her. You know, and I, I really wanted him to listen to the lesson. Yes. Yes. And include her in it. And he didn't. He didn't do it in the letter, which I guess I'll give him, I guess, because this is him talking to him and he's Mitch and he's going to focus on Mitch. Okay, but even when they went to the his father's gravesite, I kept waiting for him to say something sweet about her. I think he said, you know, I wish my dad was here or I wish my dad had gone to the wedding, whatever. But at no point was he giving her and she's rubbing his back and she's doing all this right. stuff. And he, at no point did he give her what she was working so hard to get and it sucks all he all he had to say was hey dad this is this is this is my wife i wish you were to meet her but she's she's awesome or you you would have loved her her. yeah you guys could be you guys would be friends or whatever he did he did say that in the testimonial he said i think my my dad would have really liked her but say that in front of her her, yes why is this so hard <laughs> it's, it's, you, he's capable of saying it, but he's not capable of giving compliments. So but until he does, until he does, she's not. She's not. She's not going to be happy. She's she not going to be happy. Burn herself out hardcore. And, she, and again, you know how I like to put my old, my own shit into this. That this was something with my ex. Is that my ex husband? Is that he never, ever complimented me? And there was one day or there's many days where I had said to him, like, could you just like, give me a compliment? Is that, is that so hard to do? Like whatever. And then when we broke up and he told me, Oh, I was never attracted to you. I'm wondering if this is this, the situation I know he's, you know, love that guy. Um, I I did not know this. Oh, I didn't tell you that. Oh yeah. I'm going to find him and beat him up. (laughs) Yeah. No, when we broke, uh, and it wasn't that long ago. Y'all were married for a minute, like 11 years. Yeah, y'all were y'all were married for a minute. Yeah, I'm disappointed. He said he was never attracted to me, so I'm so my PTSD. (laughs) Thank you, love. But my PTSD came out and was like, this maybe this is Mitch's problem. As much as he keeps trying to convince us, her himself, that he does like her, maybe he, he obviously he likes having sex with her, but I I don't I I think that I don't think he got past that as much as he says he is past it i i think he's still not a director if it was her mom it'd be no problem <laughs> we know this 
So I don't know. You know me, always throwing my own shit into there. But I was just like, yeah, no, no, no. I feel you on that. I, I, I think you, you're, you, you're on something with that because he could have easily said, look, like I'm attracted to you. Like even, even during that session with Dr. Pepper, always says, I'm attracted to you. I'm, 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 I, I admire your ambition. Like all the things he said. But he didn't say I'm attracted to you. I, I love you. I have I, I love having fun with you. Like no, he, and he wasn't touching her. He was on the other side of the couch. Like yeah. when they but, had sh- when they had shirt gate, they had their arms around each other during shirt gate. How are you talking mm-hmm. about how you have these emotions and you like her, you admire her, but you're on the other side of the couch, not touching her at all? That's so weird to me. Yeah, I mean, but again, in, interjecting my own stuff here. My wife and I sit on opposite ends of the couch pretty much all the time, all the time. But then recently we've kind of gotten closer. So I kind of, hmm, hmm, I feel you. Yeah, it's Mitch is Mitch. We, we know this. We'll see how it goes next week. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no on these two. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Kristen's going to say it. Kristen's going to be the one to say no. And much as she wants to be married, she's like, I, I can't do this. Because we know they're going to have another friend interaction and something's going to be brought up or has he improved in this. And she was like, you know what? He hasn't, and it's just be this whole thing. So, oh, yeah. All right. Well, there's another week in the books of Married at First Sight. Thank you for joining us. I do want to let y'all know that we are going to do a crossover collaboration with another recap podcast. We've met with them. Um, we've picked a date. We're going to do it kind of at the mid-season break of the show. So um, we'll tease that. We'll let you know we're excited to talk with them. They've got a great podcast. Um, and I think the four of us will have some interesting things to say. So be on the lookout for that collaborative episode coming. Yeah, and for and for any of the guys out there, I'm still the only guy uh, <laughs> uh, um, um, point of view. So I'll be I'll be representing this big time. There you go. The only the only penis in the room at the time. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. My happy place. <laughs> All you right. You cut that part out. You can cut no, I'm out. not cutting it out. I'm not editing okay. anything. Everything's staying in. All right, fine. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. I love you. You too, sis. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siblings Take On. Be sure to rate and subscribe anywhere you receive your podcasts. If you have any questions, concerns, or recommendations for future topics, feel free to send it to us at siblingstakeonpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day. Thank you.